Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says. Excuse me. Excuse me. I I just wanted to ask a question. What does God need with a starship? Nice. Yeah. I watched Star Trek V this week. (laughs) And did you? Yeah. Well, it's one of those movies, like, I haven't watched it in forever. Like, I've watched the other ones that I like. You know, uh, I've watched on recently. Um, you know, every once in a while, I'll go, I'll go back to the Undiscovered Country, because that's a good one. I'll even watch the motion picture, as boring as fuck as that movie is. It, I still get some entertainment value out of that. Right. You know, particularly Kirk skeeting all over Scotty as he's taking a tour of the Enterprise. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a... But um, I watched what a th- three not too long ago. I have, I haven't watched four, but <laughs> but five was on. Yeah, I was like, I mean, out of all the Star Trek movies, this is like my least favorite. And I thought, well, maybe like you know, the passage of time has made this movie better than I remember <laughs> it. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> you know. Like there are some good moments to it, like but like even like the special effects, like of all the Star Trek movies, like uh, apparently like they, they they you know all the other Star Trek movies use Lucasfilm or um you know ILM for the the special effects. Uh-huh. Well, apparently ILM was not available for Star Trek Five. Nice. So they had to go with other and like you could tell like the special effects are bad. You know, especially like you know, some of the space scenes with the Enterprise, you're just like, oh, that look, that looks like a model. Like it, it, it's, it's like the original series esque. Right. You know, you're like, oh, that's bad. That's not good at all. You know. <laughs> but um, it's still a bad movie. Like I mean, there are bright points. Like yeah, you're right. Like the, the whole thing with like Spock's brother is very interesting and. Mm-hmm. Like, you wish they had done something better with that story than a little story that they told. Right. But um, but o- overall, it's still, like, a, just a, a complete stinker of a movie. Yeah, I mean, they could have done flashbacks, all kinds of stuff. That's yeah. Stupid. You know, there was all kinds of stuff they could have done. They didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 I mean, was inter- I mean the, the character was interesting. Yeah. And I, and I wish they had done something better, a better story with that character than, you know, going back to Roddenberry's original idea for the motion picture of we're going to look for God. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, that's that's rough. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, how are you, sir? What have you been up to? Oh, I watched Star Trek last night. <laughs> I watched the latest one of the new ones. Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. So that's a really good movie. Yeah, it is. So that was enjoyable. Like as much as like when that was coming on, I buried that movie because I thought it was going to be awful. Like I don't know, like whoever cut those trailers, that person, I hope they are still looking for employment because <laughs> the, the the trailers did not do that movie any justice whatsoever. Nah. And the, the, the movie was much better than, than I thought it was going to be based upon the trailer. It was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it, so. 
Yeah, watch that. This week I've just been busy. I haven't really watched much. Watched an episode of Dino Hunters. Ooh, well. I like that. So. Yeah. Um, Ellie wanted to watch it too, so we yeah. kind of watched that together. And um, started watching the latest season of Deadliest Catch. Yeah. Which I like. I've always liked that show. <clears throat> which is interesting. And uh, I bought a new car. <laughs> you did buy a new car? Yeah. Cool. I had what'd you. It. What'd you get? <laughs> um, I got a uh, 2017 RAV4. Okay. Yeah. Low mileage. Yeah. Uh, good price tag. Yeah. So I just needed something dependable. Yeah. You know, I was... One of my cars was in the shop like every two weeks. Yeah. And I just couldn't deal with it anymore. Right. I couldn't. I just, it was too much. I was draining my bank account. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so there's that. Yeah, that's about it. Silver, too. Ooh. Never had a silver car before. No. Nah. <clears throat> so, yeah. It's pretty nice. Cool. So you had a busy week. Yeah, busy week. Plus working a lot, so. Yeah. My week hasn't been that busy, but work was. I got, I'm not looking forward. My, my schedule the next two weeks is all wibbly-wobbly. What do you mean? Well, okay, so tomorrow, well, not tomorrow, but this week, they've got me in some sort of training yeah, you know, I'm not leaving the house for it. You know, it's like it's a virtual training, but like it's like an all day training for two straight days and it's nine to five thirty. Holy hell. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like like fuck me. Yeah. You know? Like because I I'm I'm not a you know that, that means I've got to get up at eight o'clock in the morning, which I know people are like, you know, ooh boo hoo, but I'm I'm used to getting up at like ten. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um so that's going to be different for me. Um, yeah, you know, being forced to like, get up, try to get myself something to eat, and be ready for work at nine is going to be interesting, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, also, um, then the next week, I think most companies, because the Fourth of July falls on Saturday, they're recognizing it on Friday the third. Right. So that's what my company's doing. So, with that, there, um, it was like, okay, we, we, we have shifts that we need to fill, and which is great. Like, they, they do it on a voluntary basis. And it was like the last four shifts, and it was like nobody wanted these shifts because, well, quite honestly, they sucked. They were like, they're all like basically 3 to 11.30, 3.30 to midnight. Okay. And it's like, if we if we don't get anybody to take these shifts by the end of business on Monday, we're just gonna have a drawing and you're gonna be forced to work this shift if you yeah. if, if you get picked. I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm I'm not you know, I'll just take a shift. You know, it's gonna be time and a half. I haven't worked a holiday in forever. Yeah. It's just I don't I you know, and I end up getting stuck with a three thirty to midnight shift. So it's like like my days like completely screwed up. Yeah. You know, because it's like I'm used to starting work at 1.30, you know, working at 1.30 to 10. And now I'm like 3.30 to midnight. It's just going to have me all all wackadooed up. And 
but like he's like, and you know it's going to be busy because like people aren't, aren't. It's not like it's like our holiday, you know. Right. What I mean? It's just it's rec- it's just a recognized holiday, so you know we're going to be slammed. Yeah. People are going to be calling in because uh, you know, oh my pharmacy's closed like, tomorrow. I'm like, oh okay, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. You know, sorry. But uh, yeah, so that that's. So I'm not looking forward to that either. That's going to be a shitty day. Yeah. The only good I can see coming of it is like, like half of my shift it should be slow. Like the first half of it, I'll probably be like, you know, from like from like from like three thirty to like eight o'clock, I'll probably be like just like getting my ass handed to me, and like from yeah. eight o'clock on, it'll be like smooth sailing. Yeah. At least that's how it should be, you know. Yeah. yeah. So what else? What's going on? That's about it. I watched the um. I've been watching um that that Disney galleries about the the Mandalorian, and okay. aired the last the last one yesterday. Uh-huh. So it's like eight episodes, which is like funny because it's like. You took just as many episodes as you did to like tell this fucking story to show us the behind the scenes stuff, which is kind of funny to me. Like I expected yeah. like like three or four episodes, it was like eight. But yeah. again, like it's one of those things where like it gave me like watching all eight of these, like I already had a very deep appreciation for for Dave Filoni and his love for Star Wars. But like it gave me an even deeper appreciation for for Favreau, who I already loved, and him being like kind of like a fanboy as well, you yeah. know. And like the stuff that they talk about and how, like I mean, there's a lot of technical stuff in there because you talk about how like you know how the, the the production went and everything else. But there's also like a lot of just like, especially from Filoni, but you get a lot of it from from uh, Favreau as well. Like like just like this is what star Wars is. This is what it meant to us. And this is how we made this show and how we wanted to make this show. You know, it was like, like at one point, Favreau was like, I didn't want to make it a star Wars show. I wanted to make it a show about the things that influenced George Lucas as a star Wars show. Yeah. You know, and that comes through and it's like, it's like, it's like so well done. Like, and it's like, listen to these guys talk and like the other directors too. Interesting, because I mean, they're all Star Wars fans. I mean, I mean, I mean, Dallas Bryce Howard is like talking about like you know, yeah, my dad talked about like working with George and like you know, holy fuck, you know, yeah, what, yeah. what a life you had, <laughs> you know, right, right. But uh, but it's like it's interesting to like hear all these people talk about like how much they love star wars and what they were willing to do to be a part of this project yeah you know what i mean it's like even if it's just like a little thing like this to be a part of star wars meant the world to them yeah you know and it's like kind of like this interesting thing like i get that you know and i mean again like just dave filoni just dropping just science every fuck even like the the episode about the score of the show like they, they talked to the guy who did like who came up with like the uh the theme and the score of the show and everything is like listening to him talk about it was like even fascinating. Like in the, like the way they wanted to like pr- go about doing the music. He's like, I don't want to do John Williams because who the fuck can do John Williams with John Williams. I mean, it was, it was very interesting. Like I love listening to like this type of stuff. Yeah. And like each episode is like a half hour. Like, so it's like no time. And it's like, right. so it's like if you're, 
even if you're not really a Star Wars fan, like I'd recommend it just to hear. I mean, first of all, the technical aspect of what they did, but also just to hear like people like, talk about fandom in a positive light. Yeah. You know, it was like so interesting. Huh. Yeah. Is there something smoking behind you? That that's one of those. It's um, <laughs> it, it's like a steam thing. Like you, it's like you put like an oil in it, and then like it's you know the steam. It, it steams it up, and then you get the the smell from the oil. Oh, I was waiting for an apparition to appear. <laughs> yeah, what was yeah. happening? Over there? Yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's just steam. It's, it's Nancy like has like hunters. Yeah. Nancy has one down here in the 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 um the kitchen, and she has one up in her bedroom. She says one it you know sometimes it gets dry in this house, and she likes that that humidifies it. And I'm like, no, it didn't need humidity today. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and, but um, but also like she she just likes the way it smells. Yeah, you know she she buys certain scents and like whatever whatever works for you, you know. <laughs> I got wax belts in my bedroom, so what do I know? You know, <laughs> you know, so. Cool. Yeah, it's my my genie in a bottle back there. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I would sing that song, but I don't know any of the words. Yeah, me neither. Huh? Me neither. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. Um. That's like I, I was just I was before we came on I was watching that um that thirty for thirty documentary about the uh, McGuire and Sosa home run chase. Yeah. I know I know people hate when we talk sports, but I don't care. Um, like what do you remember about it? What are your thoughts on on that? Like looking back at it today, knowing what you know, what are your thoughts on on that home run chase? I don't know. It kept me interested for a little bit. I mean, I, I've never been a baseball fan, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I tuned into a couple games. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It just caught my interest, but that's about it. Like, I know that season I went to two games where the Pirates played the, the Cardinals. Yeah. And, so, and, I, and I remember at least seeing one McGuire home run from that season. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No, I mean, you couldn't get, like, seats in left field to save your life. I remember yeah. that, like, because I was trying to get out. Like, it's like one of the rare times I was trying to get outfield seats, and they're like, "Yeah, right field sold out." I'm yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take my usual seat down first base line, and <laughs> you know, but yeah. um, but it was like one of those things where like, and I, I think I went to go see the Cubs once or twice too. But it's like one of those things where like, like I'm watching, like I, I was looking at people like talk about that on Twitter over the week, and like a lot of the people were like. Yeah, I, I could go the rest of my life without seeing a home run from from that era, you know, because it was like, you know, McGuire was on steroids. I mean, everybody was on fucking steroids, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it, it, that's the steroid era. But it's like, it's one of those things where like I I look I still kind of look back on that summer fondly because it was one of those things where like all season long you kept looking to see that McGuire hit a home run, that Sosa hit a home run. Like, every huh. day you were checking the paper, you were watching Sports Center. Like, what? Wh- where are these guys at in the chase? Because especially when you got, like, like 40. Once you got to 40, it got real. Like, you yeah. thought, you, start, you, you started talking about, like, 
they've got a real chance to get to 62. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, shit, here we go. It is on. And, like, I remember that, like, like really fondly. And I, I don't look back at it like a lot of people do with, like, this, like, like anger of, like, like, I was betrayed. Like, no, you weren't. You know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. We all knew what we all knew what was going on that year, in in many years before and after that. Yeah, like like 1993, Brady Anderson, like, who was a shortstop for the Orioles, had a shot at like you know at at breaking Maris's record, but it got you know but because that that was the uh, strike shortened season, he didn't get to do it. But like he he never had any reputation of being a home run hitter before that or after that. But like. He had a year where he was cycling good, you know? Yeah. And he had all this power that came out of nowhere. And you're like, really? Come on now. <laughs> you know, I mean, they talk about, like, DeAndro and everything else. And, like, and Barry Bonds later on hit, you know, everything that he did. And it's like, everybody's like, yeah, th- these records don't count. And these guys shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not, I look at another director. I'm like, everybody was fucking doing it. Just some guys were doing it better than others. Right. So to me, like nobody had an edge. Right. I you mean, know, like what? <laughs> look at the Steelers. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean that was like steroid central. Right. Yeah. I mean, the seventy Steelers were like the they, they were the the uh, the gateway guys. Like they were the first ones who were like steroids. Fuck yeah, let's do this. You know, <laughs> but like, but I just I look back at like '98, like that summer with the home runs and everything. I think, like, and it's like to me those records aren't tainted because everybody was fucking doing. It. Like when you look at guys in the Pirates that year, like you know Brian Giles, he had a forehead that was a mile fucking long. Like you know, okay. it 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 was clear that he was uh he was juiced up. He just wasn't that good of a player. So even with the juice, he still couldn't get a competitive edge. Yeah, yeah, you know. There were plenty of guys in the Pirates that you could point at that year and say, yeah, this guy's juicing and that guy's juicing. Oh, look at that guy. Yeah, he's definitely, you know, he's on something. But they were just such bad players that even with the steroids, you still, like, you see, you went from batting 230 to 250. Congratulations. You know, <laughs> right. you still weren't hitting 50 home runs. You were still right. hitting 20, 20-25. It's just maybe they went a little longer than they would have before. You know, like, I mean, it, it wasn't like, to, like that's the thing. Like it's like so many people were on it. It's tough to disqualify the guys who 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 succeeded in that era, because right. they just they were better ball players anyway. Right. Right. You know. So I mean, I, that's the way I always look at it. So like like yeah, I mean, McGuire belongs in the Hall of Fame. Sosa belongs in the Hall of Fame. Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame. Like all these guys belong in the Hall of Fame, but. You know, there also should be on their plaque that, you know, this was a steroid era where players did play with, you know, with chemical enhancements. Yeah. I got no problem with that, you know. (laughs) But baseball is so stodgy, you know. Even today, like, it's like, it's like, like, traditionalists are just like, so like, you know, I mean, it's, it's. It's got to be the way it's got to be, and you know. I don't think we're gonna have a season anyway. Oh no, we're not. 
I mean, that, that, that clock is ticking, and, like, it's, like, we're at the 11th hour, and there, there is just no fucking way you're getting a season. Like, right now, I don't know if you're going to get a football season. Like, you got all these guys t- coming in testing positive. Yeah, I know. COVID. Like, like, how the fuck are you going to have a season if this is the case? Yeah, how are you going to line up? Yeah. I mean, like, I, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense from a fan fan base perspective on how you're supposed to social distance at games versus the players just in constant contact with one another. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. Like, like, even, like, the NHL and the NBA, like, I mean, you know, they're trying to get ready for, the, like, restart their seasons, and it's like, yeah, we've had 10 guys who've put, tested positive that today, you know, with more right. to come. <laughs> and it's just like, holy hell. I, I, you know... And, you know, you hear people say, like, well, you know, you wouldn't know, you know, these numbers wouldn't be rising like they are if we didn't have so much testing going on. That's means the testing is working. We're finding the problem. Yeah, I know. Why would you hide? Why would you want to hide it? Yeah. Yeah, numbers wouldn't be as high as we weren't testing. No shit. But we also wouldn't know people were sick. Right. You know, I know. Believe me, dude. I know. I know. And. And what they what they jumped to uh, Florida jumped up to what fifteen thousand in three days. Yeah, and I mean, and the WWE like here, here's the funny thing like the WWE had only been conducting temperature checks for you to show up for their shows, and that's just as performers, right? Like like they they they, they even like around the ringside area they had like plexiglass partitions between you and like and then they had like developmental people like standing around like to cheer and shit for their right. shows and um but all it was was a temperature check and hey how you feeling today you feel good okay yeah come on in yeah well now they've had somebody test positive they had to shut everything down and actually start testing oh really yeah and it's like and like there's a there's a rumor like because like everybody's around ringside not wearing masks and stuff, uh-huh. and it's like there's this rumor that like Vince McMahon's like I don't want to see masks on TV that doesn't look good. No really. Yeah. Well like meanwhile like AEW that their rival promotion in here in the states like the people in the ring aren't wearing masks and like the people like standing around at ringside they 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 could they have the option to wear masks. Like the like the the camera crew, the doctors, everybody everybody else at ringside who's like personnel are wearing masks. And yeah. in order to get in the building, you have to be tested. Yeah. You you have to you know so like it's like it's like funny like and then like you talk like like New Japan, <laughs> New Japan's like like you know completely quarantining people and it's like you know you got you get tested every time you come in the building and like you know. When they finally do have fans, like, like masks will be mandatory, and it's like, like they're laying down the law over there. Yeah, you know, just to like it's get back surprising. up and running, you know. But it's like, it's just like, it's like funny, like, like the the blase that people have had within the past month about this. Yeah, is just excruciatingly <sighs> fascinating. Yeah, like. It really is. And, like, I mean, you know, there's a – the president's having a campaign rally in Tulsa today. And, like, you know, every picture I saw, 
was like just like people like just jammed together like like a herd of elephant. No yeah. one wearing a mask. No, nobody. Nobody. It was optional. Yeah. Meanwhile, six of his campaign people at it. And then like and so like at the top it off, like we we one of the things we, we we've been talking about, we've been tracking is you know, movie theaters opening back up. And right. it's funny. Like, okay, so, like, the three major chains release, like, okay, these are our reopening processes. This is what is going to be required. This is what we're doing. And it's, like, Regal and Sinmark are not requiring you to wear a mask. That's crazy. Unless the state requires it. (laughs) AMC announced the same thing, and then they backtracked on that and said, okay, yeah, we're going to require masks. Yeah. But, like... Like Regal, like announced, like I, in their theaters, it's like unless it's a, a, a you know, we're going to require social distancing in the theater, but unless it's a theater that has assigned seating, which not all of our theaters do, you know, you have to enforce that yourself. Yeah. Okay. You know, so like, so if if I want to sit somewhere and there's somebody sitting there, like technically I should have two seats between me and that next person, but. If I don't want to, I don't have to. Yeah. And like, you know, it's hard enough like to get like a manager to come in and like and if somebody's talking during a movie to shut them up. Like, can you imagine like, hey, this person's not social distancing. I need that I need you to throw them out or move them or something. Like, oh well, you know, I really can't do that. Like you know, it, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it's like it's like funny. It's it's like and I think Cinemark is doing like every theater has assigned seating and it's like every other row and two seats between groups and shit like that. I think like they're, they're doing a little better job of that. I think AMC is doing the same thing. Like everybody's talking about, you know, do as much touch free as possible. Like with your phone, download our app, use the app to order your popcorn and your, you know, we're going to have limited menus. Um, so use the app, do every, do everything touchless and cashless if possible. Um, you know, stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff they're talking about. And like all of our people are going to be temperature checked and they're going to have, you know, be required to wear masks, all the employees and all that. I mean, there's all that. That's great. But like, you know, the side of that is, you know, if I'm sitting in Thad's seat, what's the cop Thad from sitting right next to me pretty much? Yeah. Right. You know, I know. Yeah. I know. I don't know. I think this whole Trump rally was a mistake. <clears throat> Especially with their cases on the rise. You know, right. you, know, you have all the states saying, you know, you can't have football games and you can't do this and you can't do that. But then you have this where he's completely defying everything that the states are trying to do. To keep people protected. Right. It's, it's yeah, it doesn't just... make any sense. And then his racist remark on the flow. Mm-hmm. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's one of those deals, though, that it's like... I'm not defending the president. I mean, yeah. Like, I get it. You, you, you want to do what you, what you feel like you got to do. Right. And there's nothing better than going out and being embraced by the people who actually like you. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's been a rough couple of months. Dawn needs to get out there and get some love. You know, I get that. But, yeah. like... I guess it's like a like the whole thing is like, and the thing that drives me nuts is, is the people who are like, well, if the if it has a 99 percent survival rate, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is, in order to have that ninety eight percent or ninety nine percent survival rate, you know, it requires a ventilator, it requires a hospital stay, it requires a hospital bed, it requires hospital staff. And the more and more people who get this virus and are forced to go into hospitals are now creating a, a supply and demand issue with hospital beds and with ventilators. Right. You know, and and so it's not that it's not a survivable issue. It's just a matter of in order to survive, the things that you have to do to do that require intensive care. And the more people who have the disease are more people you have in intensive care. Right. And now you're limiting those spaces in intensive care. Right. No, I, I preach on, brother. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir with you, but it's like, like I just don't understand how people don't see that. And and so it's like, so even if like, even if you even if the experts are wrong, like if I, I'm told the best thing I can do when I when I go out is to wear a mask. So even if the experts are wrong and wearing a mask isn't doing anything, the only thing I've done is inconvenienced myself. Right. You know, but yet people are like, if you're wearing a mask, you're just afraid of something that's not even there. Well, no, I'm just trying to be polite and courteous to the rest of you. <laughs> I know. I know, but people think like that. Right. <laughs> like I would love nothing more than to have you sitting next to me right now. Right. Honestly, I would. I, I, I want my cousin in, you know, this is great. I'm glad we can do it this way. But there's nothing better to me than having you in the room with me so we can react off of each other. Right, right. You know, and so I'm doing this because we feel we have to. <laughs> right. You know. I know. And it would be selfish of me to say, no, 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 no. If you want to record this show, you have to come here or I have to go there. Right, right. You know, with everything that's going on, that, that's what has to happen. That, that, that's the only way you can be on the show, Ian. You know, no, right. we found a way to make it work. Right. And, and it, like, you know, again, like, I'd love nothing more than to have you sitting right next to me so we can talk and we can laugh and we could, you know, but this is the sacrifice we make to make this work under these conditions. <laughs> right. People are so pissed off about these masks. I can't. I don't understand it. I don't either. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like you violated their freedoms. Yeah, I, I, I don't it, know. It's more of a violation of freedom than it is just a courtesy of the other people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's very strange. It, it is. It's like, I mean, you know, you know, you, it's, it's, you know, you have to pay your taxes every year, right? Yeah. You're not, no one's throwing up arms about that. You, do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. There's certain things that you should do, and some things are mandated by law that you have to do to live in this country. Right. I'm not saying that mass are part of it, but mass are, is helping flatten that curve. I, I, I don't know. 
I don't. I, I don't know. I don't understand this country right now. Like, talk, you have all talk these people wolf. going to Florida to these beaches, and they're all getting fucking sick. Yeah. And guess where they're going back to? Yeah. They're going back home. Yeah. And they're, they're going to go. They're, they're transplanting themselves back home into all parts of the country. They're going back to Michigan and New York, and they're going back back to Wisconsin, and you know, right. they're going back to all these places. And you know, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, like, why weren't those beaches shut down? Because of the yeah. old mighty dollar. Oh, oh, I mean, it's the mayor from Jaws all over again. <laughs> it is. It, it is. You know, yeah. on the 45th <laughs> anniversary of the you know the release of Jaws, that's let's make that reference. You know, why are the beaches open in Florida? Well, because of the mayor of Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the mayor of Jaws did this. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I mean, yeah, it's I the know. same fucking logic. It is the same logic. You know, it is there. Yeah. We can't shut down on the 4th of July weekend. No, no. <laughs> no. No. You say shark one fucking time, you're fired. I just like how it just becomes... The rules change as it, the more inconvenience it becomes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it becomes inconvenient for, say, shutting down the 4th of July, then the rules change. Right. Then you know you have to be six feet or four feet instead of six feet. Do you know what I mean? Right. Mass, mass. You should wear masks, but they're not necessarily. You don't have to. Right. Yeah. You because know, you got to bring in the money. Right. And that's the, that's what I'm having issues with. Yeah. I shut down my Facebook too. Did you? I deactivated. Yeah. Just because I couldn't. Yeah. I like, tired of seeing the comments and the. I just couldn't stand it anymore. So yeah. I just deactivated it. My news feed, everything. I couldn't. I can't. I just couldn't look at it anymore. So I just deactivated. Probably gonna start up a new account for family or something. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. But it's, it's 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 funny to me though that like, and I I, I get it. Like it, it it's a very difficult situation. Like Tom Wolf ate a ton of shit. The governor of Pennsylvania ate oh a ton of shit. So the way he's handled this. So does okay. Levine. Yeah. Maybe even more. Yeah. And she was just spouting numbers. Yeah. In science. But anyway, God. But, you know, Pennsylvania is <laughs> one of the three states that shows a decrease in COVID-19 cases. Right. You know, like, do I think he handled it perfectly? No, I don't. But I think he did the best job that he could. Right. Facing the situation. You know, I mean, it's I don't envy the man. I don't envy any governor the decisions they have to make in this situation. Right. You know, like or the president even like, you know, because like you're not trained for this. Right. You're you're relying on other people that you consider to be experts to give you the right information so you can make an informed decision. But you yourself this is so far out of your arena of expertise. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, uh, you know, so you're trying to make an informed decision based upon the facts that are presented to you by the people you have around you. Right. And, like, at the end of the day, like, again, like, 
I understand like the, the small business person's perspective. It's like, why am I shut down at Walmart isn't? Why am I why am I shut down at Target isn't? You know, what why I there, there's so many voices in this I hear that I can say, I understand your perspective and I get your point, but at the same time I'm looking at the overall numbers and saying, Wow, we're one of three states that are showing a decrease. Yeah. You know, we must have done something right. Yeah, I think what he did was good. Uh, yeah, in, in my personal opinion, that what I that I do I think that it was all <laughs> great? No, but I mean, one of the biggest things he did in PA was close down all the schools. Yeah, that was that was like a major major uh, thing that he did that actually benefited. I think yeah. all the colleges, those kids were gone. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Spring breakers were not coming back. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, see a Dracula. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. like he shut that shit down, and and I think that helped because we have so many fucking colleges here in Allegheny, not Allegheny County, on top of what's in Philly, and you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like all those schools and everything else. I mean, yeah. I think that was a really smart move. It's not like you're going to a state that has like three big schools and yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there are so many schools here and yeah. out 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 uh, out east. Um. But I think that was a major. I think that was a major player. I do. Yeah. You know, I was like blessed when they, when they said Pitt's done for the year. You know, yeah. Robert Morris is done for the year. Carlo's done for the year. I was like, oh, good. Yeah. Because I mean that that's so many more people here. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And from you know going home or wherever they're from, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, that travel spread. And that's the thing. Like so, like where you work in 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 Oakland, the Oakland section of town. Like what people don't understand is like when school's in session, that place is jam packed with people because of all the schools that are in the area. You know, you're talking Carlo, your Pitt, Duquesne, yeah, um, Carnegie Mellon. You know, just that's four off the top of my head. I'm sure there's like two or three more. Yeah. You know, so there's all Point these Park. schools, Point Park. I mean, so there's all these schools like in this this very small location, and so like Oakland becomes like a it it's it's heavily populated when school's in session. When when school lets go, it's a ghost town. Yeah, it is. Believe me, I work there. Yeah, I that's, know. That's what I mean. Like, you know, it, it, I mean, even the traffic is like ten times less. Yes. You yeah, know. It is. So I mean, it's it's one of those things where you're right. Like you know, getting all of those people out of that like three mile by three mile location. Yeah. <laughs> was like you know. A blessing because like you know i mean you're looking at you're looking at an epicenter there right exactly i mean how many dorms do you have with packed full of students yeah do you know what i mean like uh staff that work at the colleges you know everything um i think that was i think that was a real key to to a lot of things right do you know what i mean i I do i think it was a real key to helping but yeah he's gotten a lot of shit and and that poor woman's got a lot of shit too, Levine. Yeah. I mean, she's a doctor for Christ's sake. Who the hell cares? She was put in that position because she's good at what she does. Right. I don't care what affiliation. You know what I mean? Like I, right. I don't, I don't care anything about that. You know, she's there to do a job, and then you just have these hate mongers going after. I'm like, man, have some respect, dude. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like. She's trying to save your fucking life, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's doing the best she possibly can in a situation that she has never been in before. Yeah. 
You know, I, I just it, it made me sick. It did. I it was yeah. just so disrespectful. I, oh, I, I agree. Couldn't understand it. I, I just I couldn't understand the mental mentality of it. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And but then not like to, I mean today, like I said, like I mean I I, I go to Dollar General, I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. You know, because I feel like I I need to. Right. You know, and it's like it's one of those things where like afterwards I'm like I'm like looking through Facebook and it's like people like have like posts like, you know, if you feel like if you feel the need to wear a mask to go shopping, it's a sign of weakness. I'm like, no, it's not. How is it? But that's exactly those kind of comments and the, not just those not that comment, but the comments like that in general that I just could not. I just cannot do Facebook anymore. Yeah. I just couldn't. I couldn't sit there and read, like, comments from my friends list. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Far right, far left, whatever. I just, I couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. I'll get my news from CNN. I know that's probably controversial, too. Yeah. But, I mean, like, <laughs> I'll put on CNN, get my news factor in, and, uh, you know, put a little KDK on, check the weather. Yeah. I'm good. Seriously, I, I yeah. just, I'm done with social media. I just, I, it's just making me, it makes me anxious, makes me sick. Um, yeah, I put on a podcast cast now in my car. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, I have that ability now. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. But so. yeah, I mean, it, it it is funny how like, like the what people post to social media about the. You know the the pandemic issue and everything else. It's like you just like, like wow. You know it's it's, you it's you always fascinating. And I don't have a problem with. I mean everybody's everybody's free to feel free to you know say what they want, but that doesn't mean I have to look at it or listen to it. Right. I also have that right. Right. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I'm not necessarily judging. I just don't. I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah, yeah, I just can't. I just I can't I'm, see the I, can't see the comments when I'm going every day to work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like without going any further. Yeah. Just stick to Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I know. I just cannot. So anyway. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> That went. That went. That took a turn. Yeah, we went political a little bit too. Yeah, that's whew. sports and politics. It's something we yeah try well, to stay away from. Well, sports we talk to on a, about on a regular basis. I don't care. Yeah, I guess. But so. We get political here a little bit. That's unusual. Let's but, discuss religion. Yeah, let's, let's go down that awful rabbit hole. Well, we already did. Yeah. What does God need with the spaceship? Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's move on to something nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> after after all that. Shoo. Um, well, I'm, I'm sure you heard that, you know, the San Diego Comic-Con this year is going, you know, they, they canceled the event in San Diego, but they're doing a virtual thing. It's free to everybody. Yeah. Um, well, Warner Brothers announced that they are also going to be doing a, a virtual convention as well okay um at the virtual convention it's called dc fan dome 
That's F-A-N-D-O-M-E. Uh, It's a free virtual fan experience that will celebrate everything from the DC multiverse across Warner Brothers movies, TV shows, video games, comic books, and more. The casting creates some of your favorite DC comics-based projects to be participating, and that includes teasers from the upcoming movies like Wonder Woman 1984, The Batman, The Suicide Squad, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, So this will be taking place um, on Saturday, October 22nd, at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which would make that like 1, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, the virtual event will have content accessible for 24 hours at the event's official website, dcfandom.com. While there, you will be able to hear from the cast and creators from all of these Warner, Brother, or Warner Brothers projects inspired by DC. Aquaman, The Batman, Batwoman, Black Adam, Black Lightning... DC Superhero Girls, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Stargirl, Doom Patrol, The Flash, Harley Quinn, Lucifer, Pennyworth, Shazam, The Suicide Squad, Supergirl, Superman and Lois, Teen Titans Go, Titans, Watchmen, Wonder Woman 1984, Young Justice, Outsiders, and Zack Schneider's Justice League. Uh, The fandom will 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 host will be host to big announcements about the future of DC Comics projects, the debut of exclusive footage, and more. And you can check it out by visiting one of the six virtual areas, each with their own unique content. Um, so what what do you think about doing stuff like this? Like, that, uh, you know, Star um, Lucasfilm announced that they, they were supposed to have a Star Wars celebration this year. Um, for the 40th anniversary of of the Empire Strikes Back, and that got canceled. They pushed that yeah. to next year. Yeah. Um. You know the cancellation of Comic Con. You know everything is kind of going on. So, what 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 do you think about like the idea of doing this stuff like this virtually and the possibility of this kind of taking over the for the future even? Yeah, I I don't know. I think they don't really don't have a choice right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they have to think <coughs> think on the lines of future events because who knows when we're going to be able to go to an event right. like Comic-Con or, you know what I mean? I mean, this might put Steel City under. <laughs> well, I think, I, I think it's... I think it's great for somebody like me. Yeah. Who's, who's never, who's never going to get to San Diego. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean... I, I think there's always going to be a need for a Comic-Con of some type. Yeah. Only because there is something to that going to the con, you know, going through the boxes of comics, go, going through, you know, all the wares that all the vendors have to offer. Yeah. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know if, like, the I, – I think the question is going to become, like, like I don't think it's affects Steel City – as much as it affects the major cons. Yeah. Because like San Diego, Anaheim, New York, like these cons, like the big attraction is stuff like this. Like, you know, Hey, here's a trailer for this and here's what's coming up for this. So this is what we're doing here. Like, like hall H and those halls are, are, are big. That's why people go to those in all honesty. Yeah. 
Right. You know, there's there's the meet and greets and a few other things, but like for the most part, you know, a lot of these people now they they go for the hall age presentations. Yeah. Um. So I, I think like for the bigger cons, this is a big trouble. But I think for smaller cons like like Steel City or you know whatever your local con is, I don't think it affects it as much because there is something to that going to my local con and going through the vendors and all the other stuff that I that I do there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it like, affects them though. And from a business perspective, money, I you know. Well, you're, I, I don't think, you're not making money for these mom right. and pop ones that come off. You know? Right. But I, what affects them is like the fact they can't do it. Like yeah. right now there's a still city con scheduled for for August. Right. You know, I'm waiting to find out if next month if they're going to have that con or not. Right, right. You know, I mean, they already canceled the one in February or March, I think it was. The one they had, one, they had one scheduled in March that they had to cancel. You know, so this is, you know, their next one that they had planned. Are you going to be able to do it? And and if not, if you do, like clearly, like you've been to Steel City Con, I've been to Steel City Con. That's jam packed. Right. You know, both rooms jam packed. I know. So. Like, even at half capacity, could you do that? I don't think so. Like, no. I mean, that's the thing. Like, so, like, if you're saying, like, you can only do it at one-third capacity, if you're, if you're lowering the capacity of how many people you can have show up for a show, first off, <laughs> as a con, are you able to reap the money that you're, you know, you know what I mean? Like, 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 is it worth it to turn on the lights for the attendance if that's the case, if you're, like, at one-third capacity? Right. And the other side of that is, if I'm a celebrity coming in, is it worth my time and money to make the trip? Right. Am I going to like, I mean, as much as you want to say like, Oh, well we're here for the fans and I want to meet the fans and all this other, you know, there's a reason you're charging 60 bucks for an autograph. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, honestly, like, there's a reason you're charging me $60 to get your autograph. Right. Cause you're there to make money as well. Right. You know? So, like I, that's where it's going to become interesting is like, you know, not to get back into the pandemic thing, but you know, it does affect stuff like this. It's like, it's for the mom and pop ones for the little ones, like, like, like your local comic con, your local convention, like how, how much is this effect that they can even, is it, is he, you know, yes, you can have your con, but you can only have it a one third capacity of what the building is because of social distancing. And, and even then, like, you know, the, you can't have as many vendors even, because you have to have them so the, the tables distance out and everything else. Like, right. You know, I mean, it, 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 you, it becomes an issue where you, you honestly have to ask the question, is it even worth turning the lights on for? Yeah. You know, yeah, or are we better off just holding off? Yeah. No, I agree with you. You know, and, but like coming around to like the major cons like this, I, I, I think, now what I find fascinating is, you know, DC is doing this for free. Yeah. I'll be honest. If they were to charge me 20 bucks for this, I would probably pay it. Yeah. Like, if you're giving me presentations, if you're, if you know, if you're showing me um, all this footage, and, like, if you're making it, like, a, a virtual convention experience for the most part, where, like, I can sit in on, like, a, a virtual Hall H presentation yeah with with you know the you know you're gonna give me news about the black adam movie that we're 
we've been waiting for or you yeah. know the next Shazam movie or or even you know hey here here's here's some interesting information about Wonder Woman that comes out later this year you know right I think a $20 price point for that is well worth the price of admission yeah you know what I mean like honestly like I you know I know I know San Diego's doing what they're doing for free this year you know, to anybody, you you didn't have, if it wasn't that you had to have a, a ticket purchase, you, you know, this is free to anybody what they're doing. Yeah. And it's the same thing with this. Um, but I think depending on the success of this, like you could see this taking over because it's giving you more access to more people. You're no longer limited by how many people you can have in a, in a convention hall. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then if you say, you know, okay, we're gonna have ten thousand people show up, and we charge them twenty bucks a head. Yeah. You know, that's just rolling money. Yeah. It you is. know what I mean? I don't know. Even even at thirty dollars a head, you know, like I mean, because I mean, I'm sure it's not. It says you can't. It can't be cheap to do. You know, between the website, the servers, like everything else is involved with it. You know, I'm sure it's, it can't be cheap to do. Right. But still. Like at twenty to thirty dollars a head for something virtual like this, where you can have, I, I, I mean, I'm saying ten thousand people is a very low ball number. I could see millions <clears throat> checking into this. Right. You know what I mean? Because you're gonna get somebody like me who doesn't get to attend San Diego Comic Con, doesn't get to go to New York or Anaheim, like where I, where these conventions that I don't have any access to. Right. Right. You can now get it. I can now get it. Yeah, could be. They can make yeah. a lot of money from it. You can make a lot of money from it. One, and I mean, like, and I get it. Like, uh, there's something about the convention going experience that you it's it's very hard to replicate. Yeah, because there is like, I mean, that's it's one of the things that you know we like about going to our local con is you know, like you love. I've watched you spend an hour just going through long boxes. I <laughs> know. Like you'll just spend an hour, go like you know, it's like leave, just leave Ian alone. He's in, he's in his, he's in his home. I know. <laughs> you know, he's fine. We'll come, yeah. we'll come, we'll come back. We'll bring you something to drink in about an hour. You know. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. You know. So I, I mean, I've seen you do that. They're, 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 and like, I like going and looking at the figures. I like looking at like the vintage stuff that people sell. Like there is stuff that that's the type of stuff that like obviously a virtual convention doesn't give you that experience of of doing. That, right. You know, being there in person does, which right. is why I say, like, from for the big ones, this could be something that definitely takes over for them. Whereas the smaller ones, I don't think get affected because there is still that that need to go and, and just be a part of the convention itself. Like, right. You, you don't go to Steel City Con for, you know, what's happening in in their in the you know the the rooms, the right. you know the the side rooms where like you know. They they have they they do have presentations and shit like you don't go there for that, right right you know you go there for like the the celebrities the to, to see them and you go there for the toys and the comic books right right you know it's so it's a completely different experience going to a small convention like this as compared <laughs> to the bigger convention where there's a different expectation yeah there is you know you're going to Star Wars Celebration because you're hoping to see the next trailer for whatever it is that Lucasfilm is releasing. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's the expectation of like uh, what what are they gonna what are they gonna unveil? You yeah. know, where you're not gonna get that at Steel City Con. Right. 
you know, like probably the most interesting thing I, I, I remember I went one year. This was when it was still at the Radisson. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, it was the year uh, it was the year Peter May Mayhew was there, and it was like some sound designer from Lucasfilm, but he was working on the Clone Wars. Okay. Okay. And he was talking like it was like well it's still in production. I really can't talk about anything about it, but like he could like give like little nuggets of like like there was no trailer, but it was like this one guy who had like done some stuff on. You know, he was like a representative from Lucasfilm who was like, yeah, I got to play with like the, the new animated series a little bit. It's kind of cool. You know, it was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I met this guy. You know, I mean, that, that was like it. You know, yeah. what I mean? like <laughs> you know, so that was like, you know, what the, the the biggest you could get at like a Steel City Con was like, like that guy, like, you know, kind of teasing you like, yeah, there's something coming on the pipeline. It's animated. It's really cool. Can't wait till you see it. Yeah. And you won't see it for about two more years. Like, fuck! <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right. Uh. Uh, I guess we'll uh, go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. Okay. And as always, we start with our good friend, Superfan Thad. Thad writes in, Hello, my two favorite hosts who like to look up women's skirts. (laughs) You got me there. (laughs) I will give you a full report from Kennywood. I am the field reporter for PNP. (laughs) You sent me to for educational purposes to FurryCon. Nope, nope, nope. I don't care if they're all real events. I'm not talking about them. For Kennywood, the online reservation system was easy for a season pass holder. All I had to do was enter in my pass ID and select the day we want to go. I'm going on July 10th. This is just as easy for regular tickets. You enter in your ticket number and select the day. I will let you know how it goes on July 10th. I can't wait to hear his report. And apparently, yeah, I mean, he's gung ho. Yeah, he is. I'm shocked by that. Like, yeah. You know, but uh, he he is apparently all in on this. <laughs> I am disappointed that Phantom Fright Nights has been canceled uh, by Kennywood. I can understand the reasonings. This is a real bummer to me, as Halloween is my is my Christmas. I do suspect we may see this with other haunted houses. In that case, I'll be crying in my pillow every week. I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, it's like that that's like, you know, the the uh the exact opposite of social distancing is a is a walkthrough of a haunted house. <laughs> yeah. Like if anything, like, I, I don't see how you could safely do that no. at all. Which like is it. a shame. Because I mean there's a lot of organizations that count on that. Right. I mean, it's, it's like it's like the equivalent of a fish fry. Right. You know, for a lot of a lot of organizations who who hold the because like you think about it, like you know, the thing you maybe people don't understand is like a lot of haunted houses, especially locally, are usually run by like volunteer organizations as a fundraiser. Right. And so, that, <laughs> like you know, they they count on that to help raise money for for their organization. And you know, if you take that away from them, you know, much like you know. 
locally we talk about the fish fries around you know Lent um, right. and how many organizations lost money this year because oh, yeah. they couldn't hold the fish fries. Um, you know, I mean, and that came like right at the beginning of Lent too when it all went down. So like you know though they had already made started purchasing the fish and, and stuff. Oh yeah, I, I went to one. Yeah, I got food from one and then they shut it down. Done. <laughs> yeah. So like I mean, but there was a lot of like churches and a lot of volunteer organizations, volunteer firemen, um, stuff like that that they rely on that as a major portion of their fundraising for the year. Right. I know. You know. So that's a major blow to those organizations who count on that money. You know, they, they, they can almost like, you know, every year, no, we're going to get X amount of money from our fish fry. We're going to get X amount of money from our, from our haunted house. Right. Uh, right. And if that's not, those, those types of things aren't available to them, you know, it's, it's a real blow to those organizations and how they function. Right. Um, but also like for a guy like that, I mean, like if you're a first time listener, the thing you have to say is, as goofy as Thad is with like his write-ins and everything else, the one thing he takes absolutely seriously is come Halloween time, going to haunted houses and giving us a legitimate review. Right. You know that th- that is something that is very important to Thad, and um, you know the fact that that you know because of what's going on in the world that might be taken away from him. Um. It, it hurts. It, hurt, it hurts yeah. me because I look forward to his reviews because he does a very good job with them. Yeah, he does. He does. I mean, it's, it's you know, out of everything else, that's <laughs> what he takes the most seriously. <laughs> um, any chance we get to hear from the mongoose soon? I don't. Yeah. Um, I gotta work on that. I, you know, since we're doing the Skype thing, um, and it seems to be working properly now. Yeah. Again. Um, yeah, I definitely want to do something. Uh, you know, we want to get like, you know, mongoose on, uh, I'd love to have, uh, Jason Brigger from history of bad ideas podcast. Uh, maybe spend some time with our good friend, Heno, who was uh, with us with, uh, episode 200. Yeah. Uh, Neil and Annalise from dark angel. Like, we have plenty of friends. I'd love to have on the show. Um, it, it's just, I, 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 one thing is like, it's always a problem is when we record. Right. You know, because one, we, we record like usually 9, 930 at night on a Saturday. A lot of people are doing stuff, you know, um, at that time of day. Uh, right. The other side the other side of that, too, though, is, you know, we're not the most reliable people when it comes to like, you know, being ready on time. <laughs> Both of us, you know, like, you know, yeah. so it's like one of those things where like, you know, oh, shit. Yeah, okay, I got to get set up or, you know, oh, fuck, I, you know, I got the computer's got to re- reboot because I. Did an update last week and I forgot to restart it. You know, shit like that. Like, it, we're always good for shit like that. Yeah. So, um, so I hate to like be like, hey, yeah, be ready for nine o'clock, and then you know, for whatever reason, it's like, nah, we got to put it off till ten. You know, right? People don't want to do that. So, um, soon though, we'll get somebody. Yeah, else. soon. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, again, like, and with mongoose and stuff, because like, you know, right now it's like, you know, it's like three in the morning and his time <laughs> you know so yeah. like i mean yeah, like, it's like one of the things like it's, it's it's difficult with with everything like you know so i'd love to do it i just want to do it in a way that that it, it works out for everybody that's i guess that's the, the key right um 
I watched Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus. That was a pretty good movie. Huh. Eh, you're one of like three people I've heard say that. <laughs> it didn't look good to me. Like that's the problem. Like, I, like even the trailers, like watching that, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't look like my cup of tea at all. Right. You know, that's why I think that's why I'm hesitant to watch it because I I just now I did see and. I'm, you know, like they put this right on Front Street too. Like I, I would have snuck this in the back door if I was Disney, but apparently the uh, the Josh Trake version of the Fantastic Four is available on Disney Plus. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So if you really want to watch that fucking turd, I mean, and they put that right on like like the homepage, like new to Disney Plus, and it's like you know, I'm like. Really? You're putting that shit on Front Street with pride? <laughs> yeah. Out of all the shit you could put on Front Street and say, hey, look what's new to Disney Plus, that's the last thing I would have put out there. Right, right. You know, because that is a giant, smelly turd of a movie. Yeah. But there it was. <laughs> gleaming with pride. Kind of makes you worried that they don't have anything else. <laughs> Like there's a hundred other things they could like you know I understand you get the Fox Library and you 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 know you got so much stuff you could put on there and I'm not quite sure what the you know the streaming rates are to all of that and how that all works but like you know I don't know put an X Men movie up (laughs) even the bad X Men movies are better than that Fantastic Four movie yeah put the first two Fantastic Four movies they're still better than that fucking turd. (laughs) <laughs> that is one of the worst movies I have ever fucking seen in my life. I know. It is like in the top 10 worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and that says something because I have seen some shitty movies in my life. Like you have to think about it. How hard is it to, to get the Fantastic Four wrong? I mean, it's a basic story. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, how can you fuck it up that many times? I know. How is this so fucking hard to do? And there are a lot of elements there that really can play well, like surfer and space. And I mean, there's a lot of things you can do there. Galactus and cool abilities, you know, maybe some outdated, but still cool. You know what I mean? You have the best you have the best villain probably in comic book history with Doom. I mean, how can you fuck it up that many times? Disney didn't. They no, do it I right know. twice. I know, but I mean, you know what Right, I'm with The Incredibles. Yeah. That's my point. Like, Disney figured out a way to make that, that fucking thing work. Right. You know. I, but, I don't but get it. But Fox fucked it up not once, not twice, but three fucking times. I know. I just don't understand it. And the third time was the worst. <laughs> I know. You think you learned from your mistake. Like, you, you, you would think it would have gotten better. No, they took, like, five steps back. Words. All right. Like as bad as those first two fantastic movies were, and, and and trust me, they were bad. Like how they got a sequel, I'll never fucking know. But because they were that fucking bad, you took five steps backwards from those to give us like the biggest fucking turd. Like I have seen since since Catwoman. Wow. Maybe Electra. <laughs> I mean, Batman I, and Robin. No, 
No, no. Because <laughs> that's like the third worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like, the, the worst movie I've ever seen was Babylon AD. <laughs> the second worst movie I've ever seen was In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege movie. And then is Batman and Robin. <laughs> I mean, like, and you would think, like, how can you go wrong, like, with, in the name of the king, how can you go wrong with a movie that, that you've got fucking Burt Reynolds as the king? Right. The bandit as the king. How can you go wrong? Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good at all. And then, like, Uwe Bull found a way to, like, make, like, five sequels to that piece of shit. Oh, of course. Yeah, only to Uwe Bull. That's <laughs> what you expect from Uwe Bull. Yeah. Like, I should have known better. Like, when I watched it, I should have known better. It's like, well, it's an ooey bull film. Oh, oh, I should just leave this alone. But I didn't, because it had Statham in it. I thought, yeah, Jason Statham, I like him. How bad could this be? Right. It's an ooey bull film. I should have known better. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, killer cast. If you look at that first movie, it's got a killer cast. Yeah, but it is a it is the smelliest of smelly turds. Yeah, you know, and Babylon AD. I just I was forced to see that because it had Vin Diesel in it, and Nancy wanted to go see it in the theater. <laughs> Even she was like, "Is there a way we can get our money back?" <laughs> this movie was fucking awful. <laughs> like her love of Vin Diesel runs deep, but not that deep. Right. <laughs> You know, like even she was like, "Oh, that was a shit movie." Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sean, I remember the Kenny Kangaroo episode. What you don't know, the person under the mask was named Barry. He grabbed my wiener and showed me his uh, later that day. Wow. First off, yuck. And no, it wasn't a guy named Barry. It was it was a blonde young lady who uh, apparently would like to have grabbed my wiener. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the only thing the only thing worse than like that moment in my life where like you find out like some hot woman, you know, grabbed your ass and had like a, a physical interest in you. Okay. Is I, I don't know. You can stop me if I've ever told this story before, but when I was in my, well, let's just say I was uh, of age, okay. <laughs> and we went, me and Jack Knoll went to a bar in Oakland. Okay. And the bar I wanted to go to, and we got into, it was the Iron City House Rockers reunion show. Okay. And, uh, you know, get, again, getting local. The Iron City House Rockers is like this legendary local band that, like, in the late 70s and, and early 80s, um, you know, they were like this legendary local band from that time period. And um, they had broken up, and um, this was like a big reunion show. And the place was packed. And, like, I was going to Oakland so often to drink. I knew all the bouncers and the bouncer just let me in. He's like, Sean, how you doing? Come on in. Yeah. Well, the place is jam packed with people. 
And we get to the bar and I get a beer. And Jack's like, yeah, I'll just sit here. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? It's the Iron City House Rockers. Yeah. I'm getting out there. I got to see this. You know, and they're jamming away. They're playing Love So Tough. And I'm just like, this is fucking awesome. And it's not just like it's night. So it's 1991. And the reason I know this is this waitress gets stuck out on the out on the floor with me. She can't move. And I'm trying to let her by, but there's just there's no room. Yeah. And she's wearing an Atlanta Braves shirt. And the year before, you know, that year was the year that the, the first year the Braves beat the Pirates in, in the NLCS. So it was not the, it was not the the Bob the the Francisco Cabrera incident. It was the year before that. Uh-huh. And um. Just, I made a joke like it takes a lot of sack to wear that shirt in this town. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, well, I'm a student here and I get a lot of shit for wearing it. But, you know, it makes me laugh because, you know, we beat y'all. And I'm just like, oh, she said y'all. <laughs> so I ended up striking a conversation with this young lady. And she ends up writing her number on a dollar bill. Yeah. And she gives me the dollar bill and says, give me a call. You know, I, I, you know, I'd love to go out with you. I'm like, holy shit. I can't believe this happened. Yeah. yeah. Put the dollar bill in my wallet. Shit faced. Go to the O. Grab some fries. <laughs> Next morning. I think I want to give that girl a call. Go to my wallet. The fucking dollar bill is gone. I spent it at the O. <laughs> Dumbass. I know. I know, and I went back to that bar several times, and she was never there every time I went. And since I didn't know her name, I didn't know who to ask for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I couldn't remember her name to save my life. Right, right, right. But like every time I went that back to that bar, it was like, is you know, looking around like, man, if she's here, you know, <laughs> she's never there. I was like so pissed. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Yeah, good times indeed. Uh, I'm sure I've told that story on this podcast before. I don't think so. Okay. No. Might that's it. Yeah. That's it. It's time to go. It's cigar and beer time on my porch. Oh, yuck. Not going there. No, sir. That's it. That's it for the mailbag. Cool. Yeah. Anything you would like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man, I'm good. You good? Mm-hmm. All right, well, remember there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us an email like these fine folks have. And that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. I can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're really easy to find. And uh, remember, we are a member of a couple of podcasting networks. Uh, you can find us on the Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. Uh, so just give them a Google search, and you can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, I want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. Uh, we can't appre- tell you how much we appreciate your support um, and checking us out and hopefully enjoying our hijinks and or shenanigans. Nice. Thank you. Mm. So on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.